Today on Ovias and Gilio, the Carolina Panthers weren't just exposed on Saturday against the New York Jets. HBO's Hard Knocks exposed them as well. David Hale, ESPN, will take us behind the scenes for the last two weeks of ACC expansion drama. Gilio gets into his bag with Daily Fantasy Sports. And you know what? Once a sports talk guy, always a sports talk guy. I called into ESPN Radio. I'll explain why. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius, Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. You moved James into ECU. Did you did you bring a, a print document cloud system for him? I probably he probably needs one. Yes, because <laughs> they don't they don't use paper anymore. Everything is in the cloud now in school, right? Absolutely. Okay. I've got pirate ID and all those other things, oh, logging boy. in on the, the Wi-Fi and trying oh, to get all that stuff set up yesterday. Look, first things first, like you said yesterday, you don't know what you don't know. So you don't know how much money you're potentially losing with unmanaged print systems and document management. So get an assessment from copiers-plus.com. Again, that's copiers-plus.com. And again, how does that hurt you? It doesn't hurt you at Check all. Check in with them. Yeah. Figure out best ways to make you money. Just like you're going to have to have conversations with your son about, hey, man, ask questions. Talk to your counselor. Don't go through that freshman 15. Dude, he could use the freshman. Actually, he He's could. So I was going to say, our, your kids, my kids, man, it's like, where does it go exactly? But that's the thing over there. I'm going to be honest with you. Logging on to social media this week has been a mistake because I got accustomed to seeing pictures of, oh, first day of school. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. They're no longer, you know, oh, it's their first day of middle school. All right, cool. Oh, you know, similar peer group. Oh, it's their, it's their first day of high school. All right, cool, whatever. Now I'm seeing rounds of people moving their college age kids to dorms ahead of their first year. And I am, I haven't even moved a, ch- a child in. You did this yesterday. And I'm like, Ugh. you know me. This hurts. So I'm, I am super excited for James because sure. like each step of their lives, James and Jackson, right. Mm-hmm. I've tried to remember, okay, like what was it like in, in first grade? And you know, I remember my teacher's name and I remember like sometimes maybe recess or mm-hmm. whoever was in my class. And then you get a little bit further along and then you're like, oh yeah, I remember eighth grade. I remember that dress that Kelly Corderola wore <laughs> to science class. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, right? Shout out to Leslie Chadwick. Yeah, and then like senior year of high school, like I, I didn't love all of my high school career, but I did, I enjoyed my senior year. Mm-hmm. So like this year, I tried to make a concerted effort with with James to be like, hey man, try to enjoy this because I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, high school is the four best years of your life. College, that, there's an argument to be made. <laughs> yes. But I also like totally remember. Now, I remember I went from New Jersey to North Carolina and I was just thinking about this this week, obviously. It's like, where would I be if I didn't go to NC State? Like, where would I be if yeah. I didn't take that uh, step, if you will? And 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 I'm not going to lie to you. Like two months in, I was like, I want to go home. I want to go play football back at Monmouth. Like, I'm, I want to go do this and do that. And I stuck it out. And here I am. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have a podcast. Right. We wouldn't have a, an LLC together. If a not butterfly for any of effect. Exactly. A butterfly effect. But I'm, I'm with you, by the way. But that. I was excited for the, op- I'm excited for the opportunity for him. Because yeah. it really is like, this is where you figure yourself out. And, and 
you know, let's, let's be a little bit honest too. Like you're away from your parents. Mm-hmm. There, there's, there's women there, there, there's things to do and there, and it's, it's fun. Right. Yeah. And you're at ECU. This isn't exactly um, MIT or, you know, hey, our, hey, 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 ECU puts out a lot of fantastic RPI. grads. No, they absolutely do. But okay. there are no known, plenty of ECU grads. That, no, it's, a, it's a great college town and it's a great college experience. Yes. So absolutely. I'm excited for that. Like he's not we've, going there. We've added a pennant. Yeah. There we and go. and no ECU. quarter. And got that no quarter. And like he's you're, not, you're wearing an ECU polo yeah, right man. now. Like he's you're not, all in. But I'm saying he's not going there to like launch the shuttle. He's going there to have fun and go to college <laughs> and learn and, and figure out what he wants to do with the rest of his life. So obviously I remember that step and I remember being excited about that step. So I'm excited for him. Yeah. Now my wife is oh, like, has to be a mess. She did better yesterday than I had anticipated, but there were the, the ride home was, was difficult for mm-hmm. her and Jackson, the ride home was difficult yeah, for man. Jackson too, I bet. Uh, who was a freshman last year and all, you know, those seniors, James and the other Jack, all the other Jacksons and Tanner and, and mm-hmm. everyone else did a great job of including him last year. So I think it finally hit him yesterday that his experience was about change. to change as well. So uh, I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm some sort of tough guy. I'm just like, I think for me right now, it is truly, I remember, and I'm also going to see him on Saturday. I'm going up to yeah media day for ECU football and I'll, I'll go to, a, I'll go to more ECU football games this year than you know, I haven't in a long time. It's, it's it took me seventy five minutes to get there yesterday. That's not bad. Um, so for me, it's more of like I, I'm again not being macho. I'll be like, oh, I'm not sad. I'm, I, I am truly like happy for him in the situation that he's in because I, at forty eight now, even though it was thirty years ago, <laughs> I remember that I have a clear, mm-hmm. crystal clear memory of being in that position. Now, what I don't have a crystal clear memory of is going to the Mexican restaurant or the the Mitch's with my dad and looking at the other dads and being like, damn, those guys are old. I'm looking around yesterday and I'm like, oh no. What did I tell you? Oh no. When I was serving beer at Coastal. Oh no. And I was checking IDs and I was mentally playing a game of how old this person is. Yeah. And I would see 1979 on the driver's license and I went, oh shit. To what? I don't look You're like, wait, do second, I look this old? the year I was born. Do I look old like this? <laughs> no. Right? Yeah, man. It's real. You're looking at the other dads thinking, wait a yeah. minute. Wait a minute. This is my peer group now? Oh, boy. You had another one of those peer group I moments, did. didn't I had, you? I had another one of those yeah, moments. Man. I'm like, yeah, man. You know, they're probably also sitting there going, look at this piece of shit over so, here. So, let's get off. So, I've had, a, I've had a unique experience in that I heard it. I had a test run. Thanks to my brother. My brother's yeah. 16 years That's younger right. than me. So, so you probably remember more of these I've stages. Had, yeah, I've had these conversations on, with him mm-hmm. about high school. Like, dude, you'll be shocked how little of high school you'll actually care or remember about. College, on the other hand, yeah. is where you're going to have the most fun. And you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to recapture those four to five years that you might be in school. And I remember having a conversation with him back in my 850 The Buzz days. He's like, Psh, do you care about, how can you care about sports so much? I'm like, buddy, when you show up to state's campus and you start realizing that this is what you do socially, yeah, it'll hook you then. And then you'll care. And I've told the story before where by his senior year, he went from, I don't give a crap about sports to there. He was on the PNC arena, jumbotron student Wolfpack club, number two in terms of events gone. Right. 
So Kyle, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. And it's weird. I've had this kind of test run with my brother about this kind of stuff. And I can kind of apply these things to Caleb and Jacob. And to your point about Jackson and James, that senior year, freshman yeah. year thing, Caleb and Jacob are going to be in the same boat at Enlo. And Jacob's going to have a really hard time. Now, the whole machismo thing, I don't get wrapped up in the end of things. So like end of end of middle school, going to high school, whatever. End of elementary school, going to middle school for oh. Jacob, whatever. It's the start when I realized, oh, crap, the moment has arrived. I'm taking Caleb to go get his learner's permit. Yeah, that was. And the minute that kid sits in the driver's seat of my Civic, I'm going to have a hard time. I'm going to so, recommend yeah. a third car. Yeah, for the yeah. OG mobile. Yeah, the, OG, the, the OG mobile might come into this. Anyway, while you were moving James over to uh to ECU and getting a taste of dorm life again. Ooh, not great, man. right? Those man. <laughs> there's a lot of new amenities for college kids these days. There are. But dorms remain dorms. So my niece goes to Campbell and like I think Campbell redid their entire campus. Like I think they knocked every building down and put a new one up. Yeah. And then when you're over at state, you know, I haven't the only parts of state I've been to have been like Reynolds, which they like redid. Mm-hmm. And then the the student center right next to it now is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so going back, going to ECU and, and the parts I've been to ECU, like they have a new student center. They've obviously put a lot of money into the, into the campus. The, the dorm that he's in though, I guesstimated it was built in 75. Makes sense. The year I, I was born. And I was like, Oh, I bet you Tudor lived in this dorm. And <laughs> they smell like cigarettes. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was wrong. I was off. I was inverted. Off. It, right. it was built. In, it was opened in 57. Oh, jeez. And then I also realized why there were no urinals now because it was the women's dorm. Mm. So, uh, yeah. And the bathroom looks like it has not been renovated since 57. And I was Love just kind of like, you know. Love it. Come on. Yeah. How that's... far are these dollars going here? <laughs> so while you're moving, James, I was at home and I realized, oh, I'm having lunch. I'm having microwaved burritos here. Okay. And I realized, oh, Hard Knocks came out last night. And I bet you it features the Panthers because the Jets and the Panthers had their first preseason, well, second preseason game for the Jets, first preseason game for the Panthers. And I thought, oh, okay, let me see what they included yeah. in uh, in the Panthers just to kind of get, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And I I haven't watched Hard Knocks in a, in a while. Okay. Uh, the last one of these behind the scenes shows that I watched was the Amazon one that they did with the Panthers. And this was around the time that David Tepper bought the team. I was going to say, it's been a minute for that. It's been a while now. It was actually right after David Tepper had purchased the team. And there was some interesting stuff about Cam Newton in that, in that Amazon series. And I was reminded why I don't watch hard knocks because it's 58 minutes of content that really could be trimmed down to about 20. If they got rid of the slow-mo here come the players onto the field or the let's do a five-minute montage of Aaron Rodgers picking grass with really poorly written words to go along with it. You know, it's all in the details, right down to the grass, even the blades of grass. <laughs> and they show Aaron Rodgers. It's a love letter to Aaron Rodgers, by the way. Sure. I watched the first episode. It, it and is, I enjoyed it because they had the the shade for dude, uh, the, Sean Payton. The Jets, the Jets and the reaction that they have, like, we got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my goodness. Mind you, the defense is their identity, but they're like, oh, my goodness. I can't believe we've got Rodgers. Oh, my goodness. So we finally get to joint practice time at Wofford. And the offensive line problems for the Panthers were already on display thanks to Quinn and Williams. 
and that defensive line. So here's a, uh, here's a, I, I edited this down for time. Cause again, hard knocks sure. could really use an editor. So here is Williams during joint practice claiming he's already had five sacks in the joint practice session. I'm going to sack him every time. Like you mic'd up i don't care i'm still gonna talk this crap so that's williams as they're showing clips of them getting to bryce young and andy dalton and whatnot during the joint practices so the offensive line issues have been the thing the theme of the week for the carolina panthers frank reich talked about the offensive line rotation. So there's some context here. You got some, you got some injuries. Everybody's banged up already in the preseason. So how do you, how do you work with that? You're still dealing with the effects of the right guard position because Austin Corbett got hurt at the end of last year. So Corbett, it's, it's, it's entirely possible that Corbett misses the first four games of the season and they put him on the, on the pup list. Right. But he's active. They've, they've been having conversations, you know, he's at press availability and those types of things. So they're they're pretty much down to who are they down to? Cade Mays, Justin McRae, and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't have a good preseason game on Saturday. Chandler Zavala, who was Iki Aquano's teammate for like a brief moment. I think they only played like five games together during their time at NC State. But regardless, Zavala's been hurt throughout this preseason. So we don't really know what he's this year. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't really seen what he's capable of and what he can do. Uh, with the offensive line. Frank Reich was asked about it during yesterday's availability, what the rotation is going to be for this preseason game on Friday against the New York Giants. Yeah, you know, we're still, no, there won't be as, there'll be a little rotation, not quite as much, you know, still working with Campy on that. You know, wanted to see these young guys, you know, uh, Zavala and, and Nash, you know, kind of get them through this week and make sure they didn't have any setbacks. So uh, I'll sit down with Campy, you know, at some point today and kind of finalize what that'll be. Cade will not be available. So there you go. Cade May is not available for Friday. So one thing that's really important when we talk about the Panthers offensive line, and and I think this has been lost in translation a little bit, and I've been very positive and I've been very encouraged by all of the things the Panthers have done since the end of last season. Mm -hmm. You got to remember when they fired Matt Rule and they made Steve Wilkes the interim coach, they then tried to win a very specific way and nc state fans will be very familiar with this because what they were doing was they were running the football shortening the game trying to win with their defense Mm -hmm. and it is actually easier to run block than it is to pass block so there was a mentality there hey and you saw it with the panthers as the year went along chuba hubbard we're going to run the football, Deontay Foreman. We're going to run the football. We're going to we're going to grind this game down. We're going to shorten the game. We're going to win a very specific way. I'm not going to say that's an easier way to win because you have to out physical people and you have to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. But it is a more simple way of winning a football game, I think. And and that is to Steve Wilkes's credit. That is not some sort of knock on what they did mid midstream last year, sure. right? But what Frank Reich is trying to do with this, with a very similar group up front, mind you, is now say to them, okay, cool. While you had success playing that very specific way, we're not going to play that way anymore. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to a more multiple look, 
we're obviously going to involve <laughs> there's more of these forward pass things you know <laughs> what, what's that it's not like the air raid or anything like that but it is you know they have a, a new quarterback that this isn't like we have to protect sam darnold or the xfl mahomes this is like you're starting over and i think sometimes that can get lost in translation when we talk about all of the good things that the panthers have done we can forget that the progress they actually made within a season, which is really hard to do mm-hmm. under Steve Wilkes, and, and this is a, this is a salute and hat tip to Steve Wilkes for what he was able to do. You're, you're, we lose sometimes, and we think, well, they're just building off of what Steve Wilkes did. No, no, they're, they're actually not. not. It's, it, it maybe, is a blank maybe defensively, there'll be some some carryover because there's so many of the same pieces defensively, sure. but ultimately on offense, you're talking about a whole change here, and it's a whole entire different philosophy. And I and I get, you know, what you've said and with Lauren this week and then what Dimitri and Lauren are saying on our Panthers podcast that you can't, you know, that this this is not this is one preseason game. Let, let us all. Yeah, it's it's one let us preseason all breathe game. Let's, and, let's and it's against out. a really good defensive front. That's, and that's a and that's a thing, too. Yeah. But so, I think we have to be mindful of what the Panthers are trying to look like. This isn't a continuation from last year, mm-hmm. which in in if you understand football, I'm not saying you don't, not you, but I'm saying the world at large. No, I know what you mean. It's a, it's a, and, it, and we'll see this with NC State this year too, keep in mind. Mm-hmm. There, there is a simple way to play, and that is to grind the clock, use the clock, limit possessions, and let your defense try to that's, win football games. Although that's supposed to be the change this year with Dave Dorn's squad. Right. This year, we're going to see a different system. So we'll see. So the question is, how will they all make those adjustments? And then that's where I'm interested to see where the Panthers go. For, and I, this doesn't bother me, by the way, with the Panthers. Having the issues that they're having right now, good. I want well, you to have I want every, you to have issues. Look, everybody's having issues, right? So let's 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 look at the Jets. All right. We know their defensive line is really good. We know their defensive line made the offensive line for the Panthers look like Swiss cheese. And that's been the topic of the week. But you know who else is not happy with their offensive line? The Jets. All right. So I'm watching Hard Knocks, which by the way, did Robert Sala come out of central casting for like badass young coach? I could listen to that dude talk all day, right? I could listen. I could literally listen to him all day. So during the uh, during the silent film session that Robert Sella watched after their preseason game, he goes into the room and he completely rips the offensive line. Defense, our style was all over this bitch yesterday, and it was awesome to see because that's our standard. That's who we are. All right, offense, guys. <laughs> it was our first fucking opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million-plus receivers. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it fucking matters until the big boys up front change who the fuck we are. We, as coaches, we as an organization, can't want it more than you. And I'm watching that tape all night last night, trying to find something to show that we're fucking changing. And it didn't show. And it was our first op. So that was Robert Sala on hard knocks. And again, that he's talking about their offensive line and they got Aaron Rodgers. The offensive line is something that I don't think any coach is ever happy with in football. I love like most football coaches. I, I can't say I love all of them because there's sure. some I don't, but I, sure. like that talk right there, you got to understand, like that's how people have talked. That's how, that's how coaches talk. Yeah. So when when there are f- people who read or listen to us, like, oh, you're you're hypercritical or you're so negative, and I'm like, 
do you do you really think this is the first time that they're hearing <laughs> this? No. Like you can't be that stupid. No, 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 no. All right. So what's the plan for Bryce Young on Friday against the Giants? Here's Frank Reich on it's basically sounding very similar to what they did on Saturday against the Jets. Probably similar to the last game as far as play time, you know, plus or minus. You know, that's as you guys know from what I've said, it's kind of just TBD, but you know, just tell the guys, hey, we all got to get ready to play. Um, obviously, want to have some success out there. Want to have, you know, move the ball, make first down, score some points. Um, you know, just play more consistently as an offensive unit. And then, uh, you know, as an offensive unit, this isn't just Bryce, but you know, obviously be better on third down. And then, you know, get our run game going a little bit, um, you know, which, you know, and then, yeah, just overall on offense, we just need to have a better outing. So that's Frank Reich, a little bit different than Robert Sala. I feel like he should play the whole first half. I want to see the first team offense for the whole half. I'd like to see that. Remember now, we only have three Three. preseason games. Mm -hmm. And the third one is basically the old fourth one. Yeah. So I would prefer... Matt Corral time in that third game. Sure. I would prefer... um, Speaking of blink observations that I'm, I'm almost always right about. Yeah. That, <laughs> remember it's, that, it's, it's, it's remember that Washington, not, not, not that you weren't there, but remember that Washington game last year where he played a lot and mm-hmm. Sam Howell played a lot. And mm-hmm. we both left that preseason game and said, huh, huh. I think Sam Howell has a chance. Hmm. You know, obviously he's not number one on the depth chart right now, but he has a chance. I've been saying and that. And we both said, <laughs> then, buddy, I'm not sure what you put on tape at Ole Miss, <laughs> but you need Lane Kiffin with you. Not keeping great. some guys open. Not great. Housekeeping. We have t-shirts, Joe. Go to breakingt.com slash OG. Again, that's breaking T as in like t-shirt t.com. Slash OG, and you will see the Ovias and Julio collection featuring Positive Vibes Only, the football edition, which is a play on an old We Laugh team, and a hockey edition, which is a play on an old hockey team that used to play at Dorton Arena. And there's another shirt that we now have in the process. It's in the process. Hopefully, it'll be out in October. Okay. It's not the clock. Okay. It's not the clock, but it's uh, it's actually your idea. We're going to execute on this thing. We'll call it Conference Edition. Oh, conference. I'm excited. I'm very excited about how this might play out. So be on the lookout for that. Again, that's breakingt.com slash OG. Julio mentioned our podcast. Uh, I, as I'm learning things, um, I, how, how things work and we're coming up on episode 50 on Monday, Monday, and we're going to do a much bigger housekeeping to let you all know the state of the podcast. But I finally got around to creating a channel on Apple on the podcast. Oh, I don't even know what that is. So basically if you go to our if you go to our podcast, Ovi's and Julia, on Apple, you'll see OG Live Podcast Company. Right. You can click on it and it'll take you to our family of products. Oh, I like that. So it'll take you to Picks and Pizza. It'll take you to Law of the Wolf. It'll take you to Young Gun, Bryce Young Podcast. It'll take you to 919 Vice. So it makes it easier to find all of our stuff. So just keeping everybody in the loop with all of our podcasts that we're going to continue to grow. Episode number 50, what should we give away Monday? I mean, I can give away some t-shirts. T-shirts. Yes. Yeah. I can just, I just need to know person size. I'll buy them. Is it almost time for the UNC football tickets? We're not, we're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. Although there's okay. no reason why we can't give them away. I mean, there's no reason why we can't. Episode 50 feels pretty big. Uh, you're right. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll give away some tickets as well. Maybe we'll two t-shirts Minnesota and tickets. Game? Maybe. I don't know. I like that Minnesota game. That'll be a fun game. That'll be a fun I, like, game. Their home schedule. It's good. 
I know people were like, I know people, I know Mac Brown was upset <laughs> that they had a finish with state and Clemson on the road. It's a good schedule, though. but their home schedule. Think about it. Their one double A game is, is Campbell. Yeah. So even their one double A game is going to be of interest mm-hmm. to people in our area. Mm-hmm. They got Miami, Minnesota, App State, Duke, a really good home schedule. I wonder if we should give away App State tickets. Well, we have a contest for those. Oh, we do have a contest yes. for that one. Okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right, shout out to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. It has been a very stormy, rainy summer, which means that combined with the heat, prime mosquitoes. <laughs> Keep it in check, though, with Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. And with that heat, thankfully, it's funny. I have my own pest authority. They're called cats. Yes. And they can take care of some critters, but they can't take care of all the critters and where they might be. I'm not letting the cats in the basement. Right. I'm not letting the cats in certain areas, but Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority, Pest Authority specifically, go to bugsbite.com. They'll take care of those critters that are trying to come into the house. Yeah. And the moisture, they have that barrier 360. I'm telling you, I have it underneath my house. So I have a newer house, oh, built in 05. Yeah. You have a, a, a 61. Yeah. You have an older house. And unfortunately, they didn't finish my crawl space. Right. Ooh. But it's, but it's a walkable, it, Fortunately, you can open the door and walk into it. Mm-hmm. But when we have all of this moisture, all of these storms, you get that moisture under your house. You don't want mold and mildew for real, even in a house built in 05. You, yeah. can't, you can't have that. So seriously, think about that that barrier 360. It's the, it's the best way to go. Check them out. It's bugsbite.com. Also go to Oak City Sports Cards in downtown Raleigh. I want to get a value on the clock. Would Weston value that? <laughs> and by the way, I found a UNC specific one because I, I need something to complement that clock, yeah. which was given, given to us by a listener. I found a similar one for UNC, just a UNC specific Ramsey's dunking the ball on eBay for $400, 400 bucks. I would like to also point out that this clock works. Yeah. It doesn't have like, I bet you it probably does smell like cigarettes, but it doesn't have any <laughs> visible stains. So maybe you've got some old baseball cards that smell like cigarettes. How much are they worth? Take them to Weston at Oak City. Yeah. Oakcitycards.com or go check them out downtown off of Glenwood Avenue. They have such a great location. They have so many things going on too with card shows and everything else that they've been they got cooking up. So check them out at oakcitycards.com. See all the things that they have, but also get the best value for your cards. Bring them down. Have Weston help you get them graded right there off of Glenwood Avenue. So I came out of my Panthers slash conference realignment bunker to see what else was going on in, in the, the world's landscape. Okay. It's weird. I'll, I'll admit that in the. What did you. Did, George Bush call you? No, George Bush has not called me. Did Condi call you? Condi did not call me. No, that did not happen. So uh, we'll get to some conference realignment stuff in a little bit with David Hale of ESPN. They wrote a a deep dive over the last two weeks in ACC footprint land about what's been going on and what exactly is going on with Cal Stanford. And thankfully, they pointed out the dynamics between NC State and North Carolina and why NC State and Carolina are a voting block. Huh. It's almost like David Hell knows. <laughs> Gee, it's almost like we all know. But anyway, <laughs> well, maybe not everybody knows. But it's not like we haven't be been trying. It's not like we haven't been trying to explain this to people. Yes. But that's neither here nor there. So I, I you know, you I put, were like, hey, I, I need I, something else. I need something else. Let yeah. me put the periscope up. What, what have I missed? Right. I didn't realize that. No wonder there's so much Aaron Rodgers love. No wonder there's so much hype around the Jets because right now New York baseball sucks. It's not good. It. I mean, I knew the Mets were bad <laughs> because of all the money spent and they're mad and over there. I didn't realize the Yankees were on the verge of missing the playoffs. <sighs> they're not good. They haven't been good all year. And, Aaron, and Aaron Boone still has a job. I, I didn't try, miss. I, I didn't miss I, that. Did I? I didn't, I, 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 I didn't miss the alert. Right. I tried to tell you this last year, <laughs> and you were like, "No, 
what are you talking about? I didn't realize they were that bad. What the hell is going on? Yeah. No, they can't hit. And obviously, yeah. like, you can't put that all on the manager. Of course not. Uh, but last year when they were good, I just felt like he didn't he didn't push them the way that the buttons needed to be well, pushed. But the buttons are not working now. They're, no. they're glitching. And, you know, quite frankly, they, they Cashman shouldn't be running the team anymore. He is not. Okay. It, everyone, when Bill Cower, even when Bill Cower was with the Steelers and the Steelers don't fire anybody at the end. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't, it's not something they do. Mm-hmm. First of all, it was amazing that Bill Cowher was able to win the Super Bowl in the second, basically the second act of his coaching career mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh. That doesn't happen very often, but even legends like that, their message stagnates and their ideas stagnate. And yeah, you're Brian Cashman. You're like, Oh, we won, well, I've won five. I've helped this franchise win five world series. Mm-hmm. Cool. But it's been since 09 and you need new ideas. And I think in professional sports, the thing that's the hardest for some people to understand, but not our friend, Rod Brindamore, who was like, Hey, the day he was hired, like we're hired to be fired. We're going to get fired. Like, I know how this ends. Look, you know, it's bad in New York when for baseball, when Mrs. Met is actually the best thing that could have happened in New York baseball. Have you seen the latest picture of Mrs. Met? Mm -mm. I'm going to scroll down. So this is like a, a promoted post for city field and the food and USA today's 10 best Stadium food poll, right? Yeah. There's Mr. and Mrs. Matt. Cool, right? Normal. They're hanging out. They're showing uh, the food, everything else. You want me to keep scrolling? Go ahead. Let's keep scrolling. What up, Mrs. (laughs) Matt? Red beans and rice did not miss her. That's thick with two C's, Joe. Brownlow and I, when you were out, Brownlow and I saw a video of Miss Matt walking down the SB red carpet. Oh, okay. And I asked Brownlow, "Is, is that a real ass or is that padded ass? But seeing her sit like this and seeing them thighs, Mrs. Met, what up? The, the, how the many stripes? They're yeah. good. How many? How many Met fans do you think have slid into her DMs? <sighs> into Miss, what do Mrs. Met DMs <laughs> look like? I would love to know. I would absolutely love to know. Uh, speaking of other things that I missed, I, I mean, I saw it when it happened because it was all over my timeline Monday morning. But James Harden of the Philadelphia 76ers is doing this China tour. He's got a camp. He's selling shirts. Apparently he's got wine too. And he's speaking to his camp and he doubles. He says, Hey, I want y'all, y'all listening. Is the camera rolling? And he looks directly in the camera. And he says, Daryl Morey is a liar. If you didn't hear me, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Daryl Morey is a liar. Drops Mike off. We go. And then the NBA Twitter has just been off the charts. Crazy. Here's the thing. How is James Harden going to get out of this one? This is this is a man who showed up to Houston with with Daryl Morey, by the way, because Daryl Morey keeps giving him opportunities. I know he has no tr- he has no market. Nobody wants James Harden. He's known to sabotage himself to get out of situations. So I'm curious: is he going to go to the Liberty Bell and piss on it? Is he going to go? Is he just going to take on the mic and say cheesesteaks suck? Like, what's he going to do? And is he going to say, "Hey, man, Jalen Hurts overrated"? Or something like that. No, What's he going to do to get out of Philadelphia? He'll play the hits and just eat his way out. Is that? Oh, well. Yeah. Is he going to go to Reading Market, Terminal Market? Yeah. And just go to Denix and eat roast pork sandwiches all day? Those are great, by the way. The broccoli, broccoli rob is fantastic. But Daryl Morey. So this is what I'm curious about. What is what is he lying about? How do they keep getting back together? Because Daryl Morey. the one that Elizabeth Taylor kept marrying over and over <sighs> and over again? Was it James Brolin? 
Now we're really showing our age. I know, but right. But you know what I'm talking about. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they got married husbands that she multiple times, multiple times. Well, so again, I'm not that I'm not that immersed in the NBA stuff at this moment in time, but I do wonder what the hell is the market for a guy who is past his prime and is simply hunting for fouls all the time. You're not going to win a championship with James Harden. Clearly, there's no market for him. Maybe the lying part is, hey, look, opt into the contract. Because remember, he opted if he doesn't want to be there, why do he opt in? Right. My guess is that him and Maury, I'm speculating here. My guess is that him and Maury had a conversation of, hey, man, opt in and I'll try to trade you. Only to come to find out there's no market for you. Right. So what are you going to do? Other than it be messy. And James Harden is the king not of terrible. being messy. I will say he's not terrible with Embiid. I don't like the way that he plays. Like those Houston teams, I did not like those Houston teams. Okay. Uh, that was his prime. One, one other thing. One other thing. Uh, messy has scored oh, nine goals making a games. mockery of the well, thank you thank you so i you know my routine you know my routine i wake up i make coffee i turn on espn and i'm watching the morning show which is now you know a, a hybrid of people so i'm watching freddie coleman and ian fitzsimmons great dudes i've been a guest on their evening show a bunch of times and the topic of messy and mls comes up and they're talking about how this is great for mls nuno one of their producers is like, this is terrible for MLS. And everybody loses their minds, including Pat Costello, another one of their producers. Now, I've worked on ESPN radio in the past. I could work for ESPN radio in the future. Who knows what the future might hold? I got a good relationship with those guys. So I texted Pat. I'm like, is nobody making the point that nine goals in six games is essentially Messi playing on Madden rookie mode? <laughs> and this makes the MLS look bad? He goes, call. Okay. So I called this morning. I called ESPN radio. What do you think about that, Joe? Um, that's tracks for you. Yeah, it tracks for me. You would do. Yeah, well, I called. I called the hotline. Nuno picks up. He goes, yeah, Pat told me you were going to call me. Cool. Here's how it went. Joe Ovios wants to defend Nuno. He's going to weigh in here with Freddie coming to Ian Fitzsimmons on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. Big Joe, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. What's going on, what's man? Going on? I'm shocked that nobody's made the point. I am shocked nobody's made the point for Nuno that when you score – Nine goals in six games at this level, it shows you that he's playing on Madden rookie. That's a bad look for MLS. When an aging superstar can collect the bag on his way out and make this look like a joke for every other guy playing in MLS. To Fitzsimmons' point, I get it. You're watching MLS, but all those other leagues that you mentioned, the NBA, the NFL, those are all embedded American sports that have TV deals. MLS doesn't have a TV deal. They had to go to Apple and they weren't even doing so hot on Apple. They get messy and they finally started seeing the subs go up. So you got to be really, really specific what we're talking about here. We're watching Messi. You're going to go see Messi. You're not seeing MLS. So let's just understand that the MLS is rookie Madden mode for Messi and Nuno is absolutely right. This is terrible for MLS. I know you guys have a break. I know the clock. I know the clock. <laughs> Glad I got Freddie and Ian uh, on that one. Because I knew I, like, I looked at the time as do I'm driving Caleb the van. I'm like, actually, do I know the clock, Joe? Do I know the clock? You know what's the best about this part? I don't have to worry about a clock. Yeah. A clock. I'm good. No big deal. Move on.
right. Big thanks to <laughs> Breeze Through. We're actually going to be doing a show from Breeze Through uh, in the next couple of weeks. We've been giving out Breeze Through tumblers in the OG mixtape. We'll have another potential Breeze Through giveaway today on the mixtape. I got a lot of confidence in Yeah, Ken. yeah. I got a lot of confidence in Ken, too. But drop off by their various locations throughout the triangle. Gas, important. You all need gas. But they got other stuff, too. Go in. Get the coffee. Check you know, out the beer cave. Okay, I had one of those moments. Yeah. When I was on 64 when I went to the Governor's Club. I never go that way. Yeah. But whenever I go with Aaron Beard to Greensboro, we always stop at a gas station on 64. Do you know what it is? Breeze through. Oh, it's not a gas station. It's a breeze through. There we go. We always go there. I was so excited. <laughs> I even texted Adam. I'm like, oh, where I'm at? <laughs> All right. And big thanks to Butcher's Market for sponsoring Ovius and Gilio. They got locations across the triangle. They've got amazing meats. But it goes beyond that. Tailgating season's right around the corner. Get all your tailgating needs at the butcher's market. Yeah, yeah, those are all good things. But the steak and cheese sandwich <laughs> is the best. And now that they're in Wilmington, yeah. they've started serving food in Wilmington. Get a steak and cheese if you're down in Wilmington. By all means. All right, joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline is David Hale, ESPN, covers the ACC. And uh, while I was enjoying my lunch and I got done watching Hard Knocks, I finally got around to reading Andrea Adelson and David Hale's report about the last two weeks in the ACC. Hale, what's up, man? All right, I, I've got, uh, I'm trying to keep a running list of the things I needed to bring up here. Uh, number one, uh, is Joe admitting here that he's leaving other Joe for ESPN the first chance no. he gets? Is he yes. realigning? Is this no. is he the Florida State of this show no. right now? No. Yes. Absolutely not. He had uh, Zach Galifianakis call um, whoever <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan would be UNC's <laughs> avatar. So he had Zach Galifianakis reach out to hey, Michael Jordan hey. and say, "Hey, um, yeah, we're, we want to we want to join." No, so. no, that's not it. Hey, you're you're writing for a website, right? Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. That's Joe is Joe is running right, and that was what ESPN Radio would be. I'm just supplementing. What well, I will say, if I were to supplement my work with the Athletic, I believe my current uh, employer would be less than thrilled about that. Not to mention that I don't go like on a call with Andrea, like, "Hey, Andrea, let me tell you who else I'm writing for right now." It's just it smacks of Florida Stateism, is what I'm saying. Thank okay. you, David. But but here's the thing. At this point, Joe and I are very much like NC State in North Carolina. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, tired. we're handcuffed, all right? There's state politics involved. <laughs> the butcher's market won't let us that break up. Not, we cannot break up. By the way, and this is what we're going to start with. Thank you yeah. to you and Andrea for putting those two paragraphs Ooh. in the story because it's incredibly important. While I understand other state schools have left other state schools, Texas A&M, Texas, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, all politics is local. And North Carolina politics is a little bit different when it comes to this. And it's nice to see both Book, Oregon, the NC State AD, and Bubba Cunningham, the North Carolina AD, kind of working as a voting block right now because... Don't forget it's the chancellor level. And the chancellor level, yeah. too. This voting block's important, man. I, look, I don't know where this ultimately would end. And if it came down to there's an offer in the Big Ten for uh, North Carolina, they have no interest in NC State, and there's uh, $40 million a year at stake, and we've already been through litigation on the grant of rights and all this other stuff, like, would it necessarily prevent UNC from leaving? I, I don't know. Certainly recent history suggests that it wouldn't. But it is, I mean, look, the UCLA-USC thing, and as if you haven't read the LA Times story that came out yesterday, is 
pretty uh, sad and how it shows what lengths the Pac-12 went to to try to prevent UCLA Mm -hmm. from leaving. But that was a process. But you go back a little further. The only reason Baylor's in the Big 12 is because the governor of Texas at the time was a Baylor grad. The, you know, in, when Virginia Tech first came to the ACC, the ACC wanted Syracuse, not Virginia Tech. Uh, but the Virginia politicians essentially forced their hand to take Virginia Tech, um, which is, again, a whole other <laughs> can of worms about the ACC. But, yeah, I mean, these things are not small issues. And the fact of the matter is, why are why are any of these things happening? It's about money. Well, you know who controls the purse strings at the university level for these schools? It's the politicians. So it is very important, I think, to not entirely negate that as a very realistic and legitimate issue among many legitimate issues as all of this continues. David, were you surprised that there were only four schools that seemingly... <laughs> We're, we're adamant about this not happening. The one that really intrigues me is Miami because for the longest time, the way that it was explained to me was that there's essentially a block of, I know, you know, Brett McMurphy and his Magnificent Seven, but there was really a block of four. It was Miami, uh, Clemson, Florida State, and North Carolina are the four that thought they had a soft landing spot somewhere and we're sort of in conversations together about what the future around revenue and the ACC was. Not necessarily we're all out the door as soon as we can, but like we're the ones that want to win national championships, so to speak, and this affects us more than everybody else. Well, Miami was the one left out of that conversation. Miami has been awfully quiet about realignment in general. Um, I, you know, And Dan Radakovich, uh, I think, knows the other schools obviously very well. And is not usually one to bite his tongue for for many reasons. Uh, And it has been a little different than that. Like, they they are certainly not operating as a block. I mean, the the Clemson and FSU are working in lockstep is not a surprise. Uh, The NC State feels like it's it's riding coattails of UNC is not necessarily a surprise. Uh, That Miami has been the one that's not doing – the same things is, is a bit intriguing to me. I will say that. I actually, I actually thought it was interesting that Duke and Carolina were not aligned because forever, David, in this league, it was Duke <sighs> and Carolina who ran this league and made all the decisions in this league. It's fascinating too, because Duke is a genuine brand. I mean, for whatever you want to make of the numbers that Wake Forest and John Curry put out last week about, uh, you know, viewership and all of that, like mm-hmm. Duke is not great at football, but as a university entity has a big national brand. And yet there are not a school that anybody really seems to be talking about much at all in all of this. And so, yeah, I mean, within the ACC, they used to be sort of the big D energy uh, to use their actual letter and logo. And, uh, and B, they do have a national brand. It is fascinating to me that they have sort of been among the most quiet and least discussed programs. Cause even as people are trying to find ways to make an excuse for how we're going to get NC state or Virginia tech into some other league, like to me, Duke's the one, right? I will say this. Cause if I was watching us having this conversation right now or listening to it, mm-hmm. I would be screaming. I'd be trying to call in. We, and we always do this and it's not just us right now. It, but I think about our conversation with Holden Thorpe, these presidents, they get them. They get themselves in this mode. Mm-hmm. So Miami, s- small private school. Duke, small private school. 
They get themselves in these They're thought processes. They're looking out for the other private that's, that's the thought process that they get into. They don't think well, about politics. They don't think about who they're friends with. They think about, wouldn't it be awesome but, to be associated with Stanford? That's what Jack Swarbrick said. So I, yeah. I, do have, I do have two points uh, for David, or more like more context here. Could the voting to add Cal and Stanford be, I don't know, like a, a 4D chess move to get, because when you when let's say Stanford and Cal did join, they're now part of the grant of rights and they're there till 2036. They get to vote. I mean, how much of this is other schools wanting more members in because it would create more of a block on Clemson? I, I think that is a huge, huge part of the puzzle okay. and, and have almost ex- explicitly been told so okay. that, you know, so you go back to the, the McMurphy thing about the seven schools, this was never going to happen. But the dynamics that have changed is that the Big 12 is actually sort of nipping at the ACC's heels in a very real way uh, now. And and I've had multiple ADs say to me, like, not only that, but they will renegotiate another new TV deal before we get to a new TV deal. So what you don't – the absolute worst-case scenario for the ACC is not Florida State and Clemson leaving because they can survive it the same way the Big 12 did. What they cannot survive is a a Pac-12 situation. And so you see the Big 12 nipping at your heels. You see what happened to the Pac-12, and you can't let Florida State and Clemson or whomever else leave without writing you a gigantic check. And so the biggest thing you have to do is ensure the long-term survival of the league. And to do that is probably beneficial to have a larger voting block. The numbers, it's a math problem. Well, to your, to your point about that, uh, Brett Yormark is the conference commissioner for the Big 12. And actually, it gets back to something we talked about, the three of us at ACC kickoff, when you said vibes. Like, Big 12 vibes are immaculate right now. And meanwhile... You got it's it's some real Kaiser Sose shit that he's pulling right now. Like it you is. lost Oklahoma and Texas, and now you're somehow here's, allegedly stronger. I don't this, I don't believe that. this. Gets back to something that David you mentioned, and something that I've been banging the table for the last ten years when it comes to television deals. The Big Ten's biggest advantage was they did short deals. Yeah. Coming up, coming up for negotiation at the right time is luck coming together with preparation. And the Big Twelve was in a position. Was up too. No, they weren't. They kept they kept putting it off. They kept putting it off. Here's Brett Yormark with uh, John Arand and and, and uh, it's a it's the podcast that they do with uh, Marshan, Marshan. Andrew Marshan and, and John Arand. Here's Yormark talking about that TV deal stuff. We went into the market, as you know, very quickly, and by October, we had effectively put together a deal with ESPN and Fox, um, and you know we had a verbal agreement. And it was the right thing for us to do because it became the catalyst for everything we've done since then, whether it's creating new IP, new events, the Oklahoma and Texas solution, and then ultimately expansion. Um, It was the number one catalyst. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that was really the last big deal uh, that was available, media deal, especially in, in our industry of collegiate athletics. But there was no doubt that at the time we wanted ESPN and still do. ESPN and Fox, so they could help elevate and amplify uh, our our schools, uh, our conference for all the right reasons. We- so that's Brett Yormark with uh, John Oran. And he the, the key part that I want people to focus on is where he talks about we were the last big deal. Again, timing matters, which David gets to my question. When Jack Swarbrick is having these conversations with the other ADs and, oh, we should totally bring on Stanford and Cal as though that's going to make any financial sense. Did anybody at any point 
look at Jack and go, look, buddy, I know you're on your way out in 2024, but um, you know what can get us to re- to renegotiate with ESPN, right? <laughs> you know what would save the league and get you to play Stanford more often than not. Do, do you know what that is, Jack? <laughs> did, it, did anybody tell him, hey, man, we can end this thing right now if you join full time. Please tell me somebody said that to Notre Dame. There is a zero percent chance that it didn't come up, but it's all, I, like what what fascinates me is how much like it's not even part of the conversation anymore. Like go back two years, it's sort of like is there a way to get Notre Dame? Can we can we convince them? Is there a thing? Yeah, is there is, is, is there some, their former but, students? As people AD don't even Eastern. freaking ask the question anymore because it is so impossible to have happen. Uh-huh. Um, it's, but look, it, you know what? The fascinating thing about uh, the your mark comments and, and the PAC 12 situation clearly shows this. And, and you look at what uh, Fox and slash the big 10 are going to be giving to Oregon and Washington, Oregon and Washington to me, biggest panic move in, in of all of this, they're getting, 40 cents on the dollar to go play in a league against teams that are going to have a ton more resources than them because of that. Now, Oregon, they'll be okay because they got Phil Knight money and they'll survive, but that's a problem. And then you look at like the SMU conversation about coming to the ACC. SMU's basically said, you don't have to pay us for five years. We just want to come to your league. That's insane to me. And then, you know, so, but all at all of this up, and to your point about TV deals, I was on a podcast with Mike Barber and David Teal the other day, and, yeah. and Teal posed this question. Isn't there a scenario in which because TV is so screwy right now and the trends are all pointing the wrong direction with linear, isn't there a chance that by the time the Big 12's TV deal comes up again in 2029, 2030, that the ACC's look pretty good? Yeah. And I think there is something to be said for the security of that, but I also think, nah, it's probably not true. Like 2036 no, I, is so freaking far out there. Yeah. I still feel like it's a bad deal. It is, but I've used this phrase throughout this entire process. The ACC's grant of rights is golden handcuffs. You've got the security, but you're not going to be making the most amount of money. And that's why I've been adamant about the fact you don't do anything because and we'll close the conversation on this. College, college sports history is filled with expansion and eventually contraction. I know Dimitri just talked about it on the latest college football bubble bath where you can watch a large hairy man in his tub talk about college football. And he's absolutely right. And I've talked to somebody in the television industry about this too. 18 teams is too bloated. That's just way too bloated. And the elite level schools are going to look at those, you know, half the league and say, why are you getting this share? Can't kick them out, but we can give you less money when the next television agreement comes around. And that's when we get to the Super League. And that's why I think the ACC is in the best position to just stay put and not do a damn thing. But I'm not a college president. What do I know? Well, I will I will leave you with this. I did talk to one administrator who said he is baffled by all of the panic moves when everybody in this business knows that somewhere between five and seven years from now, the whole model is going to be blown up. Right. And it will look entirely different. Like, why are you setting fire to everything around you in order to get to a safe harbor that will not be a safe harbor in five years? Totally with you on that, man. All right, David Hale, ESPN, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you later. Pleasure, gentlemen. I'm I'm not going to leave you for ESPN, show. Don't worry. Don't worry, man. Not going to do it. Not oh, I loved your uh, the, your escape plan in 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 real time there. <laughs> Next topic, please. 
Well, maybe if you and I had knocked out a grant of rights with Whitaker and Hamer to this show, right? I couldn't just easily leave, right? Cannot. <laughs> World's greatest URL. WH.lawyer. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer. More than 20 years experience. They're all over the place, including Garner. Check them out. WH.lawyer. Whether you're selling a business, maybe, you, maybe you're breaking up a business. Maybe you're, no. maybe there's some family law issue Never. that you need to take care of. Never. Uh, these are all things closing on a house. These are all things Josh and Joe can take care of. Whitaker and Hamer. It's wh.lawyer. Also, Hometown Realty. Check them out online. Myhtr.com. Give them a call at 919-550-7355. Sell a house, buy a house. They got this tons of agents. They'll make it happen. This can't be any easier. Myhtr.com. Literally, I'm on there right now. Here's a big question. There's a mm-hmm. toggle right in the middle of the screen. <laughs> buy, sell. You can also do rental stuff. Obviously, they do commercial stuff. When you have more than 250 agents in six locations, you know what you're doing. You know these markets. You know North Carolina. So go check them out. It's myhtr.com. All right, Joe, we have reached the end of the summer playlist for mixtape appropriately enough because it's almost football season. This is true. So we're going to have another round of mixtape here in the near future. But in terms of this go round, we've got Ken. Uh, I like to, I like to use an industry term for Ken. He's a P one hardcore listener, old school guy. I see you with that pepper shirt, Ken. I see you. I see you. So have you, have you been upset with some of the, uh, the mixtape contestants not being able to get songs? No, because I'm not going to get it either. <laughs> That's not true. I have, I, I, have, I, have a, I have a source who told me that you've been doing homework. You've got research. Show me the paper. Show me the paper. You love taking notes. I want to see this. So explain, explain to me what you've got going on there. Um, the songs you played, the songs I think you might play, um, and then I, I took notes of whether or not I, I uh, uh, was able to get the song. So I'm right. five. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Let's see if you can go five or six. All right. Wade Minter is your PA Ooh. announcer. See, the, the, the cadence, Wade's cadence can definitely throw you off. Shout out to Travis, PA announcer for Carter Finley Stadium, who has gone the range. He's yeah, done he his little Quiet Storm. <laughs> He's done, yeah, Sing Songy. He's done like the Michael Buffer thing. Wade is consistent. Wade's doing his thing. All right. Ken, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's go. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning. I sit around, trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. Strange voices are saying, what did they say? Things I can't understand. It's too close for comfort. This heat has got right out of hand. All right, Ken. So I'm going to guess it's the song that you've, uh, the same title of a song you've already played. But it had a cool summer by Bananarama. You got it, man. You got it. See, we're all worried. And I, you're an 80s guy, so that's I why I was very – I had faith. all the faith in you to do this because I was like, ah, Ken's an 80s guy. He's an old soul like me. He's going to totally get this. Banana Ram is didn't, correct. Didn't even need the Elizabeth Shoe clue. Was it on the notes? Yes. That's what I was saying. Love it. I love it. Ken, I might, to celebrate, Ken, I might, I might open up this, this Weller. I might just open it up right now, but I'm going to wait till we get to 4,000 subscribers. I'll chase, I will chase that brass monkey with this bad boy. Oh, I was going to say. The no, I'm not going to pour it into the brass monkey. That would be bad. But on Monday's show, 
I will uh, I will chase it uh, after I did the brass monkey. All right, man. Congratulations. I how are we gonna get this Tumblr to to Ken? All right, now serious question. Do you already have a lifetime Tumblr? Um, I purchased one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Maybe even have... liked the post I put up on Twitter about it. Okay. All right. Now you got two. Now you got two. Not, not unless you want something else. It's fine. <laughs> I right. have other treats for you for pizza night as well. Yes. Very, very much looking forward to that. Looking Ken, forward to we'll it. be at pizza night. All right, Ken. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Look at Ken getting it done. All right. Just, just for housekeeping purposes here. Now we only have one tumbler left. Okay. So we're going to start thinking of new prizes for the mixtape, which is fine. fine. That's fine. We're, we're capable of doing this, Mm -hmm. but just, just so you know, that's where we are right now. Look, t-shirts might be the easiest move on t-shirts. We can always hit up some of our sponsors as well for some other things that people would definitely be interested in playing for a house, not a house, (laughs) not a house. (laughs) Gas card. Gas although, card, maybe? Uh, although a gas card potential. Maybe that's market. the case. Uh, yeah. No, but I, I uh, did purchase some shirts for OGP tonight and mm-hmm. for the golf tournament, the OG Golf Classic from Home Field Apparel. How about maybe we maybe that's what it is. I am I I'm telling you, the softest shirts you're ever gonna find, I'm the wearing, best hoodie you're ever gonna find. I'm wearing one right now. And it's strange. It's Let's go. And it's strange. You may know my opinions uh, on Virginia mm-hmm. and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, North Carolina and Virginia. They have really good collections. They do. ECU, a really good collection. Uh, I've not looked at the Duke one yet. I don't know if I can be talked into yeah, that. Yeah, I got to check that out. And again, I got the Howling Cow one for NC State right. from home field. I'm a big fan but of like that. like the Hark, too. the Sound, oh, yeah. Here Comes Carolina. Like, I like Those that. Those are good ones. I like that throwback stuff from, from home field. Those Carolina. are good ones. Those are good ones. I don't know. Maybe we can give away insurance. No, but you might need insurance. No, we cannot give away insurance, insurance, but we can tell you to go hit up Matt Davis. All you got to do is go to theoginsurance.com. That's theoginsurance.com. It's going to take you to Matt's homepage. Driving down 70 yesterday, and I saw Matt's smiling face on a billboard. Love it. And the billboard was, what if you want to talk to an actual person? What? Yes. Get out. You can do that? First of all, I love that. (laughs) Second of all, yeah, Matt, for all of your insurance needs, it's State Farm Agent. 919-779-8277. 919-779-8277. Yes, I get it. Maybe you're driving in the car right mm-hmm. now or on your walk or cutting the lawn. So don't worry about any of that. Go to theoginsurance.com. Matt Davis is going to be able to take care of you. All right, something new for the football season. We got Riley Dunn, Groove Wagon. We're going to get into some fantasy football here. But Riley, before we talk about fantasy football, you got your yellow pad. I'm excited about this. Oh, man, legal pad. So. How thinkers think. Stay sharp. Let's talk about Groove Wagon. This is Cali Sober. We did a full episode about this on the 919 Advice Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend you get the full details about Groove Wagon and what they're about. As you're seeing on YouTube, text the king at 919-306-8598. When you text the king, what happens? Uh, you get me or you get my <laughs> wife uh, or whichever one of us happens to have the phone at the time. Okay. And we will talk to you about... Uh, season long fantasy. We'll talk to you about catching a buzz without alcohol. We'll talk to you about uh, the benefits of um, uh, fasted cardio, whatever the heck you want to talk about. <laughs> all right. You all text right. us. We will talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's talk fantasy. Although I feel like this is, I, I said earlier, 
you two needed to pair yeah. up, man. Oh, because we're here. It's, it's gambling. It's it's fantasy stuff. Although Riley, <laughs> although Riley's on a different level no, when he, it comes to daily fantasy, right? He really is. So this is why I'm actually interested. All right, because this is not my area of expertise, but it is Riley's. Mm. Well, that's steel sharpening steel. Is when friends can help each other get better at the degeneracy they've chosen. <laughs> that's just friends helping friends. I love it. So I love it. You you have a macro view of fantasy sports, whether we're talking season long or whether we're talking daily. And since we're not into the actual season itself, so I feel like we should start with some season long thoughts. Yeah. And I feel like last year, maybe even the year before with Jalen Hurts, the Eagles just kind of popped and it was probably something smart people like yourself saw coming, but it happened. Now all of a sudden they run rough shot. You're like, man, I really wish I had a piece of the Eagles offense. So who are some of the teams that we could look at this year where you say, all right, these are the kind, these are the types of teams. These are the players you want to get on now because they're going to pop. And then you're going to look really smart when your season long team is dominating in the middle of October. Yeah. So those are definitely the right questions to be asking. And I'm not going to front. Uh, I was decently in on the Eagles experience, but guys like Craig Stokes, um, member of East coast overdose, one of the highest stakes leagues in the country, been a member of that for going on 13 years. Now he was all over it. And it's not just about, you know, picking the specific team correctly. It's about how you think about where those teams might appear. So for instance, big question for me, um, looking at places like Chicago or Detroit or well, Chicago feels like a distressed asset. Well, so they were the number one pick, right? Um, but if you look at the situation there and where there's going to be value, because remember, Fantasy football is ultimately a marketplace competition. You are pricing assets against other participants and trying to discover value that is distinct from where other people are seeing it. So in years past, if you were in on uh, $2 Lamar Jackson, oh, by the way, when I reference things, it's typically not going to be in terms of which round of your draft you're getting picked in because you need to be doing an auction draft. Okay. If you need, if you want, wait, what's an, I've never done an auction. Oh, draft. okay. All right. We're going <laughs> to, I usually do the, I usually do like the snake reverse draft. snake yeah, draft, yeah, whatever. Snake draft. So yeah, listen, exactly. Classic. Probably the most uh, strongly held moral conviction I have in my entire life. <laughs> is I shouldn't an, drink this water while you're talking. An, not auction, <laughs> an auction draft in uh-huh. which every participant may bid on every single player available in the player pool. Okay. It's a fixed budget, right? You start with $200 typically. And then instead of it being like, okay, the dude who was fortunate enough to draw the first overall pick gets Christian McCaffrey. I see. Regardless of how strongly you would like to have Christian McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson or whoever might be, you can instead bid whatever amount you would like. And ultimately in addition to being a much uh, fairer way of doing things, it is just exponentially more fun. And but when you. people are hesitant to do it, it's usually like, well, I don't know. Seems like a lot of time or my guys aren't familiar. And then invariably what happens is you get that group of guys and gals to try it and they will never go back. So I'll reference uh, cost typically. But then, you know, if in a daily, it's always going to be cost. So that's convenient. But if you're thinking about what round you should take somebody or what pick, you know, I'll try to 
I'll try to communicate in those terms mm-hmm. when I can, but really I do think an auction. Well, works. I do think there is something though to investing in and understanding teams and what they're going to look like. That's like right. you've, you've already piqued my interest here with, with the bears Yep. because I had no idea that Justin Fields ran for a thousand yards last year. Dude, he was a phenomenal fantasy asset from mid season on. Um, because of the Konami code, which is where rushing quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. effectively are always going to have a nice little healthy floor. Yeah. And it's similar to Lamar and similar to Jalen, where it's like going into those campaigns, it was like, oh man, yeah, they're good at running, but can they throw? And then when the answer was yes, it was a screaming value for people who invested. So you got to ask yourself, is Justin Fields, does he have a shot now that DJ Moore is there? I was going to say, throwing to no one. Does he have a shot at getting there? And how you answer that question is one way of thinking about where you might want to invest as you're thinking about selections. For instance, say that you do have an opportunity in, you know, I guess the fourth or fifth round, depending on your rules um, at a, at a DJ Moore or a Justin Fields, you know, and then you have an opportunity to stack them. That is a great opportunity. If you're already in on that play and you think that in the macro sense, they're going to be better than people think their offense might be frisky. Similarly, Jacksonville, a lot of people are asking like, Oh, is Trevor Lawrence going to make that leap? He's got Calvin Ridley who we haven't seen in a a minute. And he wasn't good the last time we saw him. And, well, he started turning things around. Calvin Ridley, who freaking knows, he couldn't stop gambling on his own action, which, you know, but it wasn't wasn't necessarily a cause of a talent thing. And you're, well, I think you're, he had some mental health issues. He had some mental health issues. I mean, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, they're getting over the stink of Urban Meyer. Peterson's been there another year. I going to say, how long is that going to take, though, to get That's rid of? a great question, right? So these are the sorts of questions you want to ask yourself. Uh, I love that people are looking at the Detroit Lions and just thinking they might have already gotten there. And, I, you know, I was saying I don't necessarily like to tout and fade, but on this one, oh, man, I just don't know that that. Detroit team is going to get to a next level. And I, I kind of wonder if the end of that campaign last year, as good as it was, it just feels like people are making a lot of assumptions about a team. You don't trust historically, dude. I, it's, it's a trust golf thing. It's is Dan Campbell actually <laughs> that good of a, cause he seems like kind of a stakehead. He's he is. <laughs> he nobody, is. N- nobody's nobody. Absolutely. Nobody is disputing that, but he's fun. He's fun. And if if you buy into the fun, maybe it works. I feel like he stays out of the way on offense. He kind of does, and there, yeah. and right? There can be that. Yeah. There can there can be that. And people, you know, I love some of um Sun God. I love that he has an Arya Stark kill list of the dudes <laughs> drafted ahead of him that he just religiously like knows where they went. So that's cool. I like that. But is that oh, Jameer Gibbs has that? Uh, no, that's uh Amon. Oh, same friend. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, Sun God. He has a whole list of every wide receiver picked over him and he does it religiously every day. Cool. But also (laughs) your coach might be an idiot and I'm not entirely sure that we haven't seen them peak. Is there really that much value that isn't yet priced in? Similarly, Dallas, man, like I was going to say, people are excited about Tony Pollard. People are super excited about Tony Pollard. I'm one of them. Um, He on a, you know, the the analytics, he looked fantastic. And they didn't pick up Zeke. And it is a question of usage where it's like, if this guy just gets all the action that he was potentially entitled to last year, now that things are clear, there's no Zeke. um, 
that could be huge. And also there's some questions about Kellen Moore having left, right? To the potential downside. Yeah. yeah, so their OC having left, that opened some questions of the downside, right? Like they were running pretty darn fast and pace. I'd say if you take away nothing else from, from this segment and my macro philosophies, it's look at pace and look at strength of schedule. And look at the change in strength of schedule. Warren Sharp has a ton of great stuff. I was stuff just on about this. to ask you if you had a site that Warren you prefer Sharp, to use. Man. So Warren Sharp will just take projected Vegas win totals, compare that for every single team, compare that to their last year's strength of schedule, and that's a great place where you might find value. So if you see a perfect storm, San Francisco is one that uh, they play a pretty darn easy schedule. And also, they're already a sick with it team that usually bodes pretty well. Similarly, when you're looking for upside, if there are teams who seem like they're starting to figure it out and their schedule's a lot easier than it was last year, man, that can be great. If there are teams who are starting to figure it out, but their schedule's a lot tougher this year, think about how that impacts your valuations. So between that and pace, just how many plays you're getting out there, right? I, I'm enjoying this abstract conversation. I'm actually looking forward to our conversations during the season because I don't do daily fantasy, but I'm going to this year. Pace is huge, man. If if teams are running more plays than you expected, they raise the pace. Huge. That is big. Because in order to score in fantasy, you got to be on the field for as many plays mm -hmm. as possible, right? Usage um, and pace are really, really big. And the Kellen Moore thing with him having headed down, I want to say he's in Los Angeles now with the Chargers. Um, a lot of people are looking at that, you know, uh, potentially a, a Justin Herbert uh, bounce back year. I could see it. I could see it. They, you know, Keenan Allen has had some injury concerns. Uh, Mike Williams has had some injury concerns. People kind of forget that Austin Eckler has also historically had some injury bouts, but if that team stays healthy or if Baltimore with Todd Munkin now bringing out a little air raidy style, more throwing, more pace, does Lamar have a, a chance to return to form slash even unlock new upside because of that new system and, and being faster on the trigger there? Riley Dunn, Groove Wagon. Uh, let's close this on, on the beverages because I just I just want to be uh, honest here. When I have a gummy, I, I get a little sleepy. That's not what this is. Not now. what this is. This, what this I, is. I had the I had the Magnifico actually that you you had brought in. Nice. Just I just kind of yeah, which is like a chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a chill. It's the hang so, man. Uh, yes, got to be twenty one. Yep. We want to drink responsibly. Do all these things the right way. But check them out. That damn wagon. That damn wagon dot com. Or just text them. Nine one nine. Or just text them. Three eight six eighty five ninety eight. Nine one nine three zero six. Oh three zero six. Eight five I might need new glasses. <laughs> You're not wearing glasses. I got. The, I got that's the why glasses. I got that damn wagon. Man. Yeah. I'm like, like you know what? I, I need to look at my video again. All right, man. Thanks for hey, coming. We'll talk to you next Thanks week. Thanks for having us on. Later. And Riley is that dude. You, I knew when I met Riley. Next level, man. At Groove Wagon. <laughs> and they level. got great product. I knew when I met that guy and we started talking, I was like, you need to hang out with Julio. And I don't need to gamble with Riley, though. He's, <laughs> he's too smart for me. <laughs> this, this is the problem I get into Yeah, when I wade into those waters. Yeah, you, you run into smarter people. That's Wait. the problem. What are you talking about? You got Excel spreadsheets and everything. Look around the about, room, man. man. If you can't find them, it's you.
All right. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Saw some folks tweeting out about the square, the special pie with the jalapeno and the honey and the pepper and the uh, pepperoni. It's money. Yes. It's money. So uh, go enjoy some Oakwood Pizza Box. All right. Let's get this from Todd from the mountain. Hey, Joe, <laughs> will Gilio start respecting App State now that they're in a top five football conference? I, I, okay. So maybe this is me. There, it, in my opinion, there's a difference between hating and disrespecting. I don't That's disrespect fair. App State. That's fair. I'm all about what they've done. Yeah. I just, I don't like their fans. Well, you could say that about most fan bases. Yeah, but uh, there, there are all sorts a, of fan bases. That I know, have but in this problems. one in particular, you know, I, I have a hard time with this one. Okay. So, what you but need, that's not disrespecting. That's not, I hate, when I say I'm a hater, yeah. I'm an App State hater. Mm. You don't want me on your bandwagon. That's number one. But number two, I'm just like a hater. Like, Sorry, okay, cool. ECU. But that doesn't mean I disrespect I see. you. I see. I respect I respect the hell out of what App State's done with their football program. If you want Julio to come around on App State, you got to start working on Jackson to go up the mountain. That's what you need to do. I mean, heck, Caleb might end up at App State. Although he's talked about UNC Asheville to go work at a brewery, which don't hate it. I mean, don't hate life it. Life goals. Oh, man. Give me a reason <laughs> to go to Asheville. Oh, darn. All right. From Reed, in a world where football is the main focus of college sports, is the NC State-UNC rivalry more important to UNC's athletic program and realignment positioning than UNC-Duke coming from a completely unbiased NC State fan? Crying emoji. Yeah, I think it gets back to the conversation we had with David Hale earlier from ESPN and all politics is local. Don't be confused by fan rhetoric of not our rival. That's fan talk. That's stuff that people say to each other. That's part of the rivalry between NC State and Carolina. Deep down, they do know they need each other for a variety of reasons. Because yes, State, Carolina, and football moves the needle more so than Carolina and Duke and uh, football. However, Duke, Carolina is the brand. brand. And it really comes down to, like, if I am a, if I'm a Big Ten president, I look at Duke, Carolina as a package deal. And I'm not looking at it from the state perspective. But what you want and how things operate in the real world and what they want are two completely different I, things. I would feel a whole lot better about North Carolina and NC State not being together if Jim Delaney and John Swafford and John Skipper were still running the world. Because yeah. I could definitely see a scenario. I could definitely see a scenario of Carolina basically saying to the Big Ten, cool. We we want to be in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely see I, that. Scenario. Yes, I'm with you on that. And I've seen it before. And it was really hard for them, I bet. And we've talked to Holden Thorpe about this. We've talked to Bud Cunningham about this. We've talked to Dick Bedore about this. Mm-hmm. It was probably really hard for them to tell Delaney no. Mm-hmm. Jim Delaney played basketball for Dean Smith. Is a Tar Heel, okay? But I could definitely see a scenario in the future where if those parts align, where Carolina says, hey... Um, we want to join the Big Ten, but you have to take care of NC State. And by take care of NC State, that could be uh, under that scenario. The SEC would then have an interest in state because you'd be in this state, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not here right now. So I could see that being a scenario, but I don't see a scenario where NC State is left out in the cold um, to get back to what David Hale had said about, oh, well, how how much will Carolina truly protect state? I think there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, I'm with I, I do think the Randy Woods and Kevin Guskowitz part of it is real. Two, where would where'd the next one go? Uh, ah, here we go. Sorry. You're, from, the, you're the technical person. I know. I'm the technical person from White. You're the no extra expect. engineer. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. 
I'm also going to give Boo some credit. Boo Corgan, AD at NC State. In his tenure here at NC State, he has stayed out of the limelight, focused on the programs, and apparently can read the room in the politics just because it, se- it seems clear to us not all ADs could follow the smart course of action. I feel like that's like subtweeted Debbie. Because uh, De- Debbie, there's been a knock between Boo sure. and Debbie. They're not the same. They're, They're not different the personalities. Debbie's different ways got, of doing the business. Debbie puts everything, she puts all the business on Front Street. And I appreciate that about Debbie Yao, by the way. Boo operates not in the same way. Not to say that Boo doesn't know what's going on, but he's reading the room. You also have to remember that Boo knows everybody. He's been a college athletics lifer, just like Bubba's been a college athletics lifer. And there's the secret handshake, okay? The Notre Dame secret handshake. So yeah, all these things one matter. Of, one of them has a dad who was the AD at Notre Dame and was the commissioner of the ACC. Yes. Like, this is not you or me flying blind into no. a room. Boo, Boo knows what's going on, man. And yes, I agree. The way Boo operates, it's different. Uh, it's, it's different. It's not flashy. And maybe that's not for everybody. And, and that's Debbie's okay. style wasn't for everybody either. And that's okay. Uh, from Elliot, NC State is tied to UNC. NC State holds political power. Curb your enthusiasm meme. Like, eh, I'd be curious to see how, just exactly how much power NC State has in these negotiations. However, it's again, I don't think know. it's a threat. I think it's, it's reality. A, a, a relationship there. Yeah. We'll close on this uh, from Jay. This year's graduating class from NC State will have never <laughs> been alive for tailgating longer than five hours at Carter Finley Stadium. Jay, we already started the show with this realization that we're old and gray. And time has passed us by. We don't need you adding to it to remind us that there's an entire generation that only knows five-hour tailgating. Okay? I don't need that. I don't need that right now. I'm already stressed enough as it is. I'm losing enough hair as it is. Why are you stressed? Yeah, because, you know, high school's back and another year school. Hockey's about to start back up, man. Uh, Hockey is a commitment. Dude. It's a commitment. It's a financial commitment is what it is. So these people are like, why don't you have your kids on the swim team? Buddy. Mm, I yeah. ain't getting up. No. And I ain't paying Hell no. for you to get up and go swim Hell somewhere. No. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we will see you Monday for show number 50. Let's get it. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.